0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Money Lab Live. My name is Matt Giminisi. It is February 10th, 2021. It is a Wednesday. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Brendan Hufford about building in public. Is it something that you should do or is it something that you should not do? That's the debate. Uh, with me on the show today is Brendan Hufford. Brendan, Thank you for joining me on Money Lab Live today. Instead of like going through all the pleasantries, you've been on the show before, you know how this works. This is a different thing. Um, I want to bring up something that you said this week or actually back in December of 2020 and then it had gotten rehashed. So let me bring up the screen here. So you had tweeted that you can't stop thinking about this build in public mantra. This, it seems right now to be heavily influenced by survivorship biased like so many other things that don't work for most people. And the two points that you are considering, one, it takes time away from actually building. And if you have four kids in limited time like you do, you should focus on making things versus talking about it. And two, when things aren't going great, the BIP flywheel, what, is that, the, what does that mean? Business, build in public, flywheel, yep. spins the wrong way, causing many to quit. Uh, your take, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, really, really glad you also brought receipts.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I just got. I brought your tweets. <laughs> you brought my tweets. You brought your the tweets.
1: tweet receipts. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about this for a couple different reasons. Um, number one, uh, there's whole communities uh, around this, around building in public. Um, indie Hackers is a great example. Literally, a whole community sold to Stripe vibrant. I love it. I post there all the time. Like I I really, not all the time, but I really like that community, but it's all just people building in public. And I think that that's really valuable. You'll hear from a lot of really successful people that the reason they're successful is because they built in public. They shared the journey along the way. They let the company, the building of the product or the company be part of their marketing, part of the story they told, especially if you're pre- what do we call it? pre-revenue, aka not an actual business? Um, can be really valuable. There's a lot of reasons to do it. What I've noticed, and what I couldn't stop thinking about, and haven't stopped thinking about since, uh, there's actually a preceding tweet from November. So we're talking four months now. Haven't been able to stop thinking about that. There's actually a downside to building in public, um, and that is that, like we uh, we you mentioned. Number one, survivorship bias is absolutely present. We see, hey, these companies built in public, look how successful they are. The me, let me there, I, let me stop you there. Let me
0: stop you there. What are you talking about? Because I'm not on indie hackers. So sure, you know, like obviously, I have my stance with building in public because it's kind of my brand. Um, mm-hmm. But what is? I didn't know other people were, were doing this. To be honest nice. with you, like, nice. I, like nice. I don't know, and I don't know what to what extent they're doing it. So can you kind of elaborate on that?
1: Yeah. So just so for everybody, uh, when we talk about building in public, what we're talking about is not just not, this is very different than another thing that I'll talk about here in a second that I call learning in public, build in private, learn in public, uh, which is what I would advise. Building in public is literally like, uh, if you remember, like the open startups, when that became really big, uh, Buffer, ConvertKit, other companies saying, here's our MRR. Here, every time we lose a customer, you can look in our dashboard and see that we churned. You can see our churn rate. You can see all these different things. And that's in SaaS. But in other places, just saying, hey, we've reached 100 people in our community. Hey, we've reached this milestone in terms of revenue or growth or the team size. Like Just sharing that story. And,
0: and, that's, think- and that's what you consider building in public
1: right okay. sharing the building of the thing in public hey we're we're working through it could even get very you know if you're a solo founder and you're a developer um imagine when you were building the analytics product and trying to learn rails yep you know doing that but having that and here's where you share projects in public, which I think, and experiments, which I think is really awesome. You also are pretty transparent about other things like revenue and different sure. like the reflections you put on Money Lab are really great, yeah, and transparent. Um, I think it's helpful for you because you have multiple revenue streams. If this is your only business, building in public for a couple different reasons that we can dive into, can be extremely pro- problematic. The upside does not, for me, I think for most people. The upside does not outweigh the downside.
0: What are the downsides? I mean, you, so, did you, I mean, I think you mentioned like, well, first of all, what does survivorship bias mean in, in this context?
1: Yeah, so we see the companies that succeed because of a specific tactic. So here's 10 companies that built in public and they're doing great. By nature of the fact that other companies failed that we're building in public, we never heard like people are like, Hey, can you give me 20 examples of companies that failed that were building in public? No. Cause they disappeared. They don't even have websites anymore. They didn't like you'd have to be really ingrained and have been following a company that decided to shut down. But if you go on indie hackers, there's a lot of threads about people talking about shutting down their business and they've built in public there. Uh, everything's been public and it's been a, a part of that's the other thing too, is we have to be honest with ourselves building in public is marketing. And yeah. if it's marketing, we have to treat it as such. Are you marketing to people that could actually buy your product? Right. Are you or are building? You mar-
0: yeah. Or are you marketing to entrepreneurs who just want to see your SaaS product grow?
1: Yeah. Or you're, says, yeah, nothing, yeah, right. is, to it, do is it peers and friends? Cause that's different. Mm-hmm. And you probably shouldn't spend the time if you're going to do that. And we can go down, this is more of the like build in private, learn in public, get a mastermind group have a group of trusted peers that you can bounce ideas off of. Twitter is not going to, people like, well, you know, here's the the pros that people usually throw out. Okay. It's increased accountability. If I'm building in public, like that's, it makes me more accountable, mm-hmm. right? Or eyes on the thing and it's better marketing. Those two things are both false. Twitter will never hold you accountable. Nobody will ever go, hey, Matt, remember that tweet you sent? Uh, well, you did today uh, with me. <laughs> But it's very rare that anybody's ever like, hey, remember that tweet you sent four months ago? Did you ever do that? Just wanted to follow up. Yeah. A close friend or a peer or a mastermind group will do that. This building in public is not the best way to get accountability. It really isn't. Hmm. Um, The other thing is it's also not the best marketing. Unless the audience that enjoys watching you build in public also is the same audience. Right, if you're building a plumbing business, should you build in public? Chris Lemma replied to one of those tweets and I I thought it was absolutely fantastic. He said, I'm positive I don't want my doctor, plumber, architect, tax attorney, accountant, or real estate agent to publicly list every mistake they made along the way. Right, it doesn't, well it makes people trust you more if you're willing to share share your losses. No, it really doesn't. Like, can I give you an example? Please. So an example would be, let's say I have, uh, let's say I'm selling some email scripts of like a launch sequence or something. We'll get very like meta, I think it would be helpful for, for Money Lab mm-hmm. like viewers and listeners. If you're selling email, like here is a launch sequence, the five emails I used to generate $25,000. That's really valuable. But if I'm building in public, I have to all, do you want me to also tell you that I used those same five emails on a different email list and it made me $90. That hurts the marketing. So if you're truly building in public and sharing the wins and the losses, it's gonna hurt you just as much as it helps. And the problem right. is that what I call like the build in public flywheel, it goes forward and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. The problem is if you see any losses, let's say MRR is down for a month or I'm sharing, let's say I was building SEO for the rest of us in public. Yeah. Should I tell people that less people joined than left in the last month? No. Existing members might leave. People might be like, oh, that community's dying. I don't want
0: to join that community. Sure. sure. Well, uh, y- yes. In, in, that, in that specific instance, I've actually, you know, there's a f- couple of people I've seen where I was like, "Ooh, you're sharing too much. And it actually mm-hmm. is hurting your marketing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but if your marketing is that you share s- everything, you know, then, um, like, I guess for instance, in my world, it's like, I, you know, the things that I build, it is a hype machine, right? I didn't, that wasn't the, that wasn't the point (laughs) of doing it. Right. The point of doing it was because I, I've spent so long behind the scenes on swim university and I was secretly like a part of the entrepreneur community, but only in like these little tiny communities. And I didn't, I wasn't like a, um, and then so when it came time to like, okay, well, I want to do something because people would would you know friends of mine would say like, man, you should share this. This is really interesting what you're what you're making or what you're doing. And so I mm-hmm. think for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to start Money Lab with the sole purpose of just showing my work, not not giving advice in the meantime, not saying that like I do this or. I do this, so you should too. It's, I do this, you can also have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if you want yeah. it. And so like the way that I feel like I treat the build in public thing differently than what you're describing. Um, and maybe you can counteract me on that because maybe I'm wrong. You know, um, I haven't had, I, I definitely share my losses uh, and that hasn't hurt me. Because your
1: audience for those things, I think the other thing is too. You're sharing experiments. In, in some cases, you're sharing experiments that can't hurt your revenue, right? Like if you shared something you did for Swim University that totally bombed mm-hmm. and tanked, yeah, it doesn't then hurt Swim University.
0: Well, well, yes, and also the thing is, is that Money Lab is a public sort of uh, test base, right? So I had a lot of success with YouTube because I did a YouTube experiment and it worked. And so therefore the byproduct of that experiment became a product, became a course, YouTube for bloggers, right? Mm-hmm. I did sponsorship sales for Roasty. Like one of my second experiments failed miserably. That is not a, a, a course or a product in money lab because I have, I literally, I didn't work. So why would I sell something that's broken? And I think in your case that yes, if, you are a um, – if you're a business and you're sole, you have one product and you are sharing everything, wins and losses, the losses are probably going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe with Money Lab Pro, I'm sort of crossing into that territory because now I have one product to offer. And if I go out there and do an experiment on Pinterest or whatever and it fails miserably, if I do this Money Lab Live experiment, no one, no one watches – um, can anybody really trust me as a as a, uh, a person who has a community based around you know building a YouTube following? You know what I mean?
1: Maybe, but you still you you can still fall back on hey I, I do have a business that makes a shitload of money you know like I I this is not <laughs> that's not up for debate like when it, when it comes down to the core I'm gonna try stuff and I think that's also a part of your brand that's really cool is like I've built this foundation this financial mm-hmm. foundation. Where I have a business that runs, and now I have the freedom to try stuff. And that's a very different thing than what is told to people just starting out. If I think this is building public is horrible advice for beginners for two reasons. Number one, they're beginners, they don't have a lot that they should be sharing because they're trying to learn, they're, they're literally building the airplane as they're flying it. It's again, and then also like, time is finite like if you have only a certain amount of time and you don't have that money you're still trying to reach escape velocity you're still working on only nights and weekends well should you be spending half the time doing marketing that brings people in or just half the time navel gazing and telling your peers like how cool what you're building is you know
0: yeah i mean i i guess it really depends on the industry
1: and i guess it depends on the creator too
0: right like As as somebody who has no family (laughs) besides like one other person, no pets, I'm a I'm a too too many. They might consider me a psychopath for those two reasons. Uh, but and so like I have, and also like I am. I feel like again, I I I know I'm defending myself here. Um, but Mm -hmm. I I think uh, where I lose a little bit of context is name one other company can be huge I just don't know I just don't know I didn't do my research is what I'm saying and I don't know these companies that are building in public I think because I don't follow that world closely um would would you know so 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 if you had one off the top of your head it's like oh and I can maybe go okay like I, I under yeah here I would probably do that differently what do you mean like an example of somebody who didn't do it great or it's not no, no somebody who's currently doing it and just so I know like and maybe somebody you think I would know
1: Oh sure well I I think the prime example for me has has always been you know anybody who oh, I forget Josh's thing where like with the da- dang it I well like buffer I think is like a prime example or convert kit and stuff like that anybody mm-hmm. who's like considered to be an open startup in some way buffer like I remember when they came out it was just like nonsense they're like your salaries are public all the equity stuff is public yeah wow like you made you just everything is public everything and that was that was unheard of and it was, was a, novel. It was completely novel. Nobody had seen anything like it. And now, when people are like, well, we're remote and blah, 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 it's like, yeah, of course you are. Like, is, it's not new or. Is Basecamp or that part of that world? No, because okay. they've always been pretty private about like, they'll talk about the number of customers they have, but they're not like, here's our revenue, here's our churn.
0: I mean, um, Nathan said, bare I, metrics.
1: Yeah, thank you. Okay, Bearmetrics is what I meant to call it. Metrics, profit ProfitWell, anybody who uses those types of things, ProfitWell is a little different, but Bear metrics, the fact that I could go on bearmetrics.com and there were just dashboards of all these different companies and I could literally right. look in their books and see like what their revenue was. That's really interesting to me because otherwise you just end up with the wins. You know, like for example, Pat Flynn stopped publishing his income reports because mm-hmm. he was like, these don't help people. Not at you his level anymore, 100%. right? A hundred percent. It was it was insanely valuable when he was starting for him to share some of that stuff. But it was, it was also because again, smart passive income was very similar to money lab at that point where it was like, let me show you what I'm doing and what's working. Mm -hmm. Literally every article was just him being like, here's what I did. Here's what happened. But it became less relatable, right? (laughs) Like you seeing, Hey, I got paid $45,000 this month from Bluehost, Like, can't relate, man. <laughs> don't know. Yeah, that's life-changing money over here. I don't, I, I, don't know what to do with that information. But I think that, I think there's an alternative because we're, I'm poo-pooing building public. There's an alternative because for a mm. while, I'll give you a, a quick aside. End of 2019, I didn't know that a, a pretty lucrative job was about to come down the pipeline, and I was wondering, what am I going to do next? I was the SEO director at a primarily web design agency, so our SEO clients weren't. Big names—they weren't going to like help me grow my career. They weren't really interesting to talk about a lot of the time. So I—I I thought to myself, I need to start my own what we would call niche websites, right? Uh, an sure. authority—what you and I would call authority websites, right? Or just I'm going websites. to purchase what. Or just a website. Just a website. But I'm gonna start so I, I actually started these. I've never talked I don't think I've actually talked about this anywhere other than maybe an email or two at the end of twenty nineteen where I said I was gonna start doing it. But I was going to wait, are you about to give up- us an exclusive? Yeah, we're gonna give you the scoop. Play play the beep 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 beep.
0: Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting an exclusive from Brendan Hufford about something I don't remember. Yeah.
1: About an email I didn't read in 2019.
0: There you go. Exclusive. Um, dropped.
1: So I had two websites I was going to build and still have built quietly. Mm-hmm. Uh one ar- around coffee because you got out of that space, and that's your fault. Um <laughs> that, I probably wouldn't have done it if I, I no, love coffee fair. too.
0: Not I'd to like the same competition. Degree, Come on. I'm not a competitive person. I would have been like coffee bros. Coffee
1: bros. <laughs> we would have this would have been a very different conversation today. Yes. Um but one in coffee and one in camping. Cause turns out I still love coffee. I don't love camping that much. Hmm. Um, but I was going to build them so I had something to talk about in my community. For the same reason, you know, Money Lab Pro is really valuable because you're talking about what you're building in there with them. I was like, Well, I don't they don't care about my local window washing client, right? Or this kind of like failing. Yeah, and I'm, startup and I'm assuming right most now. people
0: don't care about Money Lab. They care about like the other two sites that are that are much more, you know nuanced than like make money online
1: yeah we want something you want to share something you're building but the cool thing is that similar to what you do the the making or breaking of those websites wouldn't hurt me financially right and the building in public of them would not hurt either of them and i think a lot of times when people are trying to they have one project and they're beginners and it's kind of like the perfect like storm venn diagram right of like They're beginners, it's one project and it's make or break and they need it to work. For all of those reasons probably don't build in public but I've thought about building in public too and I've transitioned to thinking about it very differently. And so I think option one, you can build in public. You share the ups, you share the downs. It ends up being mostly the ups because when you have a bunch of downs you just kind of stop sharing about your thing and that's not great. That's my favorite
0: part to share. I've been when it doesn't
1: when it doesn't hurt you. Like if you imagine like that's what's putting on food on the table for your family or like what's helping you quit a job that you hate. Right. Less fun to share.
0: Right. You and I, I... like
1: sharing it because it doesn't like really hurt us. It's like, oh, I wasted some time. But learn something. Here's what I learned. And that's great. We're the people that can share that.
0: I you wonder know? if I've ever not shared something because I thought it would hurt my business. I mean, I always I mean I thought about just not sharing my websites with the public, like everyone else does not, you know, and, and everyone says, why do you share it with everybody else? It's because like, what are you going to, I mean, like, what are you going to take me down? Like you're that guy, you know, like, you're that right. person that's going to like, like, I mean, don't, <laughs> you know, everybody with every SEO tool could already do it anyways. Yeah. So it's not
1: like, you know, people are always like, Oh, I found this niche, this untapped niche. And I don't want to share it because everybody will get, them. I'm like, they're going to find out soon. They, anyway, yeah, they like, can find out.
0: I mean, it's very easy. Yeah.
1: So I I think that that's, that's kind of a, a big deal. And I don't know, like, uh, for example, I don't share certain things about SEO for the rest of us because I just don't find it to be helpful, right? Like I've never really publicly talked about it. I used to have a $10 tier because I was like, you know, this is an entry level thing. It's for the rest of us. I want it to be accessible. And I made, I had a $10 tier. You could join for $10 a month and you got a little bit less stuff, but you still get to hang out and talk in the community and you got some great resources. Those people were all terrible. Half of them paid their $10, probably downloaded everything and out of left. Podia and then left. And then the other group of people were really demanding. And there's maybe a couple people because I So I ended up turning it off. It mm. wasn't a fit because I had somebody really smart go, Hey man, don't you have like a hundred YouTube videos and 75 podcast episodes? You don't need a $10 tier. Send them to your free stuff. Your free stuff is great. Right. They don't need to come in on the cheap. They can pay more if they want to be in that. So, but I didn't, I didn't share that publicly of like, Hey, a lot of the people who came in for $10 were terrible. Cause first of all, it's $10 and that's not nothing. And I'm grateful for that. And I appreciate them and like, I'm not going to trash them. And, you know, but it, it just wasn't a fit for my business. But saying like, hey, I had 20 people come in at $10 a month and then they all churned in three months. Like, that doesn't help me, you know? So right. I didn't share it.
0: How, how is this different from fake Apparently, it? I have un- no
1: problem talking to you about it
0: here. Or live, yeah, in front of everybody. Yeah. Um, how, how does How is this different than uh, fake it until you make it, or the fake it till you make it uh, mantra?
1: Yeah, I guess not that different, right? There's a right. lot of pressure in the build in public to just be everything's great, revenue's up every month and blah, blah. Like it's just, again, like all the benefits of it, I think are better, like build in. So let's like, maybe I can switch gears a little bit. Please. And we can talk about build in private, learn in public. Okay. Building in private doesn't just mean you go and you disappear and you don't. Build in private means don't tweet it it means talk to your customers talk to the community you're building talk to a trusted group of peers mm-hmm. build in front of them get that accountability get that advice i would share the reason i'm sharing those things right now is cuz you're wicked smart and i have no you know like we're doing it live for for the show but i have no problem sharing it with you right like i you're you're part of my like build in private sphere if i sure. have questions or things i trust you with that
0: but that doesn't i only work. want to, so, like, Go looking ahead. at looking at the, our little uh, lower third thing here, where you know you would, I think you would mention like it, or maybe maybe you didn't mention this. Oh, you, it does. You did mention it. It actually yeah. takes time away from building, right? This whole idea. Mm-hmm. And so, what is the difference between having a public blog where you share it versus having a private, you know, group where you share it? How is that not the same exact time taken away from building the thing?
1: It switches it from marketing to productive feedback. Where now I have people holding me, hey, I said I was gonna build this thing, I said I was gonna do this, I was gonna launch this, I was gonna email my list, and they're gonna hold me accountable, right? Now all mm-hmm. of a sudden it matters. Versus I'm just, I have to get the blog out this week, I gotta get, make the podcast up, ep- however you're building in public, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it still definitely takes time, but I think the feedback loop is tighter in that, oh God, so many buzzwords. The feedback loop is tighter and the flywheel is stronger because of that, if that makes sense.
0: In private.
1: In in private. Again, like customers, community, and trusted peers. I would call that like a, a, a mastermind group. And that's, sure. you know, like Another my mastermind. buddy, my buddy, Ken Wallace runs mastermindjam.com. Um, so I spend a lot of time talking to him about mastermind groups and stuff. And I'm in one and I've been in one for a very long time. We still talk on Voxer like asynchronously. And I love it but those are people that care about me. I will tell them things. I will ask them questions. I will share stuff with them that I'm not gonna share on on Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna go on Twitter and say like, hey guys, I'm stuck in a really toxic job right now and it's kind of affecting my productivity. Like you don't share that stuff publicly, although technically that would be like build, build in public. Like you gotta share the ups and the downs But what ends up happening is you just end up putting on this veneer, this mask of like everything's great all the time, which I think damages people like you come out of that pretty messed up when you feel like you have to do that all the time and you can't actually have a real conversation with anybody about stuff. Mm. Um, So build in private, learn in public, especially if you're a beginner, share everything you're learning. If If you didn't learn anything from something, if it just sucked, don't share it right? But feel free to share really interesting stuff you learned. There's a very good, whether it's from building your thing, or whether it's just from like talking to customers, like if you're doing what I'm talking about, you know, building in private, you're spending most of your time talking to customers and audience and things like that. Well, what did you learn talking to them? Share that. That's good marketing sharing what you're learning from those things. It can feel a little nuanced, mm-hmm. but I think it takes away all of the risk and you know what you're spending time on away from building the thing is, I would argue, much more valuable.
0: I agree. Like, um, I, I shared something today uh, that was um, not a win at all. And it was, it was, it had to do with business in a way, but, um, like, does that, do you think that that something like that hurts that person? If, if they're, if that's their entire, I kind of, I get what you're, I get it because yes, I just told the world that I am sad and vulnerable and just like everyone else, you know what I mean? Like, but Mm -hmm. I believe that what I, what I went through and what, um, and what I've, learned or didn't learn from it honestly it is valuable i've i've always said like i've i always criticized people who did the build in public and this is sort of why money lab exists is i always criticized people who built in public and it and you're right it just seemed like they were constantly winning right they were constantly just like crushing it over and over and over again and, or they would have this revelatory moment where they would be building something, something went wrong, and they would say, you know what? Actually, even though this went wrong, it's a win. You know, like it, it's this. I learned a lesson. I always wanted to be the person online who said it just sucked. Like, I, I just wanted to be that person that said, I did this thing and it did not work and i and i'm fucking mad about it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and i don't want to learn a i mean I, maybe i did learn a lesson you know like don't do it again and that's like the most negative lesson it's like you know fool me once shame on me right so it's like i think there's i that that was that was what i was trying to do with money lab was to show that like th- this stuff is really difficult and if it works it's not that big of a crushing win. I mean, none, none of the things that I've done on Money Lab have been like, holy shit! Like he's a multimillionaire now. Like I've, ne- you know, it's all been really small, and it's been that way for five years. So like I've, ne- I don't have Pat Flynn's growth. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have it, and I don't want it to be honest with you because I didn't, I don't, I you know, I tried and did those things and failed and talked about those failures, um, and sort of, but in that in that process of sort of like kind of created this like um, philosophy, you know, that's, I, 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 I learned in public, right. And created a philosophy around it. And so I'm trying to decipher like in, in the context of somebody like that, you know, uh, maybe, maybe not to go, not to like kind of keep holding the fucking soapbox. Um, but the, like the idea that, I always wanted to go on Instagram or Facebook and that this idea will never work. But I, I always had this idea where I was like, you know, everyone complains that like, everybody on Facebook is just sharing the best parts of their lives and 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 it is like really a distorted view of that person's life. And so what if my entire Instagram and my entire like uh, Facebook was was visions or insights into the shittiest parts of my life, right, where the photos mm-hmm. were not flattering? where I wasn't even trying to be whatever. Like it was, you know, like I, here's my, here's my office. It's there's shit all over the floor, you know? And I wasn't trying to put on airs about like being some sort of influencer. Um, yeah. I, you know, that idea th- makes sense. And it's like, oh, that could be funny. But then again, if you're doing it as a, as a means to like be funny, well then you were also hiding the truth and it actually doesn't work in a marketing sense. It's like no one's going to follow that. It makes no sense to follow that.
1: You're absolutely right. Let's talk about two points you mentioned. Number one, uh, I have a, a note here about, I call it the incessant stream of wins, right? Like, mm. I love it when people give updates. Hey, we hit this milestone. We did this cool thing. Cool. I want to, I want to gas you up. Like, I'm pumped for you. I'm so happy. This is awesome. Let me retweet that and all the, like, all the things like, I'm gonna hop into a bunch of Slack communities and be like, "Oh, did you check this out? That's so crazy! Let's go cheer them on." I love that stuff. Yeah. But when every other tweet is a screenshot of all your all your sales on Shopify, Mm. and it's your, "Oh, look at my revenue for the month," and look at like it's just the constant like money and sales. I and you, there's no losses. Nothing ever goes wrong for you. Um, It's one of my biggest things. I would love. And this is another thing I've realized. We'll we'll talk more about this in a second. Okay. Um, but I would love more of those losses in there because I end up I end up worrying that they're either I feel things about myself and I can't follow them anymore. I'm either becoming jealous or have this fear of like not moving fast enough or whatever right. else. Yeah. Or I just start to feel like you're disingenuous because you mean nothing goes wrong, nothing's ever wrong, really. And this is something you know I, I love, I, I really enjoyed following. Uh, and I'm not this is the other thing I've realized that I said we're gonna talk about in a second. I've noticed that a lot of times when I'm criticizing people specifically and I name them, really I'm rooting for them. Like mm-hmm. I love I really care about them. If I didn't care about them, I would be apathetic, which is the actual opposite of caring, is not if you're upset with somebody, you still care. Um, the I've been following Jack Butcher and visualize value for a while. Mm-hmm. And the concept of visualizing the value of what I do. I think you do a great job visualizing the value of everything, whether it's logos or visual branding, even little like today, we have on jackets, you have news, you got the sound clip, you're visualized, like if you and I were just hanging out talking and wearing our hoodies and stuff like, we wouldn't be visualizing the value that we're providing in the same way we are here, right? The idea of visualizing value has changed my life, every, every bit of it in a lot of different ways. So I'm really appreciative of that. However, Jack's marketing around visualized value is a a lot of like, here's our revenue, here's Mm. how many sales we got. And I I find that to be overwhelming for me and I have to turn that off.
0: Yeah. Well, and and, and to sort of give a peek behind the curtain, uh, this jacket does not fit me at all. Um, I have the pandemic uh, weight has sort of filled in this jacket and then some. I'm wearing sweatpants underneath here. This is the only button-up shirt that fits me currently. And I'm wearing a hat because I'm bald. <laughs> not... So, I have on, you, I have
1: on I have on uh, coffee stained jeans and my uh, boots from Cabela's that
0: I was shoveling snow in
1: earlier. It's there you go. Really... It's
0: all movie magic. It's all, and, it's and all also, bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I was con- – look, like, I spent 11 months at a pretty – I would say, like, a pretty – that's the reason I have the jacket. We had to wear jackets for all of our calls at my last agency. Mm. And I would jokingly, because I, I put on a good 40 during the pandemic, uh, which is still going on. We're talking about it past. I'm yeah. talking about it past. <laughs> I know. Still happening. Still Wear happening. your masks. Um, But I could only button my sh- I was lucky because on the camera, yeah. the cameras ended where I couldn't button my shirts anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. So, like, again, like, build in public. Do I show that? Yes. I don't know. That, I, don't know. I just showed it. You know, and we I, talked about we talked about it, but again, we're in a spot where it doesn't hurt us, right? If you were a, a consultant at that it, agency and no, you hopped no, on I with don't, a client,
0: but actually, no, I, I maybe maybe here maybe I have a point here because like maybe mm. it, it actually does help because I think like you know you mentioned these people that are building these things in public, and yes, the mm-hmm. ones who are just constantly sharing the wins and it constantly looks like roses all the time, like you and I with bullshit meters pick up on that and go like i can't anymore like it's too Mm -hmm. much for me it's the it's i'm going to have that constant um you know jealousy cycle or the like or the comparing yourself to others thing right but when i am self-deprecating when i am uh showing you that like actually you know like i may have this nice building i may have this nice uh house i may have this great business but then Amazon cuts my revenue in half and you're going to hear me complain for like an entire three months. I like almost, you know, it's like because I believe and maybe just for me, like obviously I don't do that at Swim University. Right. But like because there, like the only thing I would ever share at Swim University is guess what? I don't have a pool. So it's like the guy running the website doesn't own a swimming pool. I, I used to. And I've, I grew up in the I have like credibility because I grew up in the industry, but I'm not, but I'm not like, I, I, you know, sharing that doesn't hurt me either. Right. It's, I think there's like a, there is value to sharing and being a gen or trying to at least put out there that you're a genuine person. I would, I would argue that most people are bad at that. Most people are really bad at showing who they really are online specifically.
1: I would agree. And I think that that's healthy for us as humans. I don't know that it's healthy for marketing. When I owned my jujitsu right. company, towards the end, when I was trying to sell it, like, should I have been like, hey guys, I just want to let you know I'm super burned out on jujitsu, never want to train again. Hate most of the people that I interact with on a regular basis. And here's why. And they're all terrible. And <laughs> like, I didn't, I, here's why the other brands are ripping you off. And I hate how they do their marketing. You just become this like, in an like negative the building public wouldn't have worked for me there right and right. The, in a lot of and i think like it's very easy jay mentioned in the chat like yeah it's an it depends kind of answer just like everything else in the world sure. why but i think debate?
0: it depends huh why it's a debate
1: 100 percent. i just think that a lot of times build in public is thrown out as like hey you know the gary v like document don't create don't document just make your thing like if you don't have it or maybe like look at Like, let's say, hey, maybe let's leave some people with a framework, right? Okay. If you don't, if you, there's there's certain boxes of like, if you have very finite time, you have a family, you have a demanding job, you have all of these other things, you either need to decide how to get more time or building in public probably isn't for you because you should spend a little bit more time talking to your audience and building the thing versus trying to talk about the building of the thing. Right. Right? Like there's some parameters around this of like there's maybe a a Venn diagram or a framework of like who this is good for, who this isn't for. If you're in a place where sharing your losses really can't hurt you too much, then, you know, there's people in my in my world isn't doing a lot of SEO consulting. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, this client and look at all. There's there's a couple of people I follow on Twitter. Always sharing the Google Search Console stuff and just like traffic is up and blah blah blah, and here's the work I did and all these different things. And it's like, hey, that's cool, man. Looks like all you do is win, like, probably don't, right? And for beginners, Definitely probably don't. spend more time working on your client stuff than sharing screenshots of it. I know that stuff hits, I know everybody loves it, it's good marketing. But again, like, are you sharing it? Are you building in front of a public that can hire you? I think that's maybe the other parameter that we should set of like, am I building in front of my peers so all the other SEO people think I'm cool? Or is at least a good chunk of this audience people who can hire me? So I might go share my stuff on Indie Hackers, Mm -hmm. where the majority of people there are solo founders and they're more technical and they might like a marketer that understands SaaS and software and B2B or whatever. Right, that's valuable for me. I should build in front of that public. I could build in front of the SEO, like there's a weird, this was actually a debate in, in an SEO community not that long ago about building a personal brand. Do you build a personal brand for the people who can hire you or for your peers to think you're really cool, right? Talking about, oh, Python and all this like nerdy stuff that all like the SEO nerds love. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but does that, does that get you hired? Does that, and it's cool if you already have enough money by all means all of that but I would still argue that a lot of that is learning in public
0: yeah I would you know I think yeah you're I mean it's it's I'm so biased because I'm so in my little space and everything that I do I'm like I don't really see a bad like for example I uh what, what did swim university just uh say we would never build in public with a swim you audience. Hey, we're building a pool winterization course. We're procrastinating filming the videos and it's really hard. Hope you buy it in two weeks. Correct. Right. However, like, how is that, that specific thing is the behind the scenes of a company. I would say that on Money Lab because the audience fits that. Right. The audience wants to know that I am not a perfect angel who makes courses in seven days. Sometimes it takes many weeks. Sometimes it takes many years. Sometimes I procrastinate for, I mean, that, that the, the first pool course I procrastinated for two years to make it. Mm -hmm. I had the footage and I procrastinated money lab. I mean, you
1: procrastinated starting the whole website, right? Exactly. For two years.
0: Yeah. And, and the money lab audience, I believe should hear that because it's the right audience Mm -hmm. to hear that. Uh, another example I can think of was recently I built a home brewery. I built a brewery in my house for, for home brewing. And I documented the entire thing and posted it on brewcabin.com. So there is a article that's like how to build a home brewery. I think it's just called how to build a home brewery. And I document how I did it in 40 days, all the mess ups, all the things I wish I would have done, all the things I bought had to return, uh, the things that worked out really well, the, the reasons why I made these decisions. And, you know, and I think like. For that specific example, that was really helpful for that audience. They were like, oh, my God, like I want to build the same thing. I'm glad you made the mistake before I did. Like, I'm glad you even said it, you know. So um, I guess I just see it differently because I don't again, I'm not I'm not operating in the space that you're operating in and you're I'm not seeing the things that you're seeing. I think I saw a few of them before I started Money Lab, and I went, I'm not, I'm going to anti do that. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to share only wins. I'm not going to go on podcasts and just talk about how great I am. I actually am self deprecating. I do want to talk about how sometimes I suck at something. Sometimes, because I want to show people that, like, I'm human. Like, I don't know. Like, I also, it's like, it's kind of funny. And, you know, I also think like, I, you know, and I, and I do have my, my issue. Like, for example, another one was like, if you look at Listen money matters as a podcast for the first year of that podcast, 150 episodes, you just watched me learn in public. Cause that was my whole role there. Right. And, but at the same time I was creating and, and doing stuff. So is that different?
1: Yeah. I have a note here, like doing okay. lives like this, having a uh, podcast especially if you're interviewing people. yeah, That's learning in public. You're not sharing like, here's our numbers and oh, the numbers this week were down and like all of the, like you're not sharing the thing you're building in public. You're learning in public and people are very, especially if your audience is learners, like they want you to learn alongside them. My audience and SEO for the rest of us, your audience inside Money Lab Pro, they want you to learn. Hey guys, I learned this new thing. I tried it. It crushes. I don't see a lot of other people doing it I want to share it with you. Right? Like that stuff is so, so valuable versus the like, well guys, here's the metrics of the community you're paying to be in that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Less valuable. I kind of, a couple notes, like you kind of touched on too is like, is this your brand? Is this, is this your personality? I think you and I both have a personality where we can be self deprecating. We can be like, Hey guys, I just did this and it was trash. LOL. Isn't yeah. that funny? People would probably be like, yeah, that's hilarious. You, you suck. And yeah. it's great, right? Um, and you're like, yeah, I do, that was terrible. The same yeah. thing I told you, like, I, I thought I was gonna crush, I have an email list of 6,000 people. I'm gonna send this launch sequence I've sent to, an, to another list, uh, the, the same launch sequence I sold SEO for the rest of us with. I'm gonna sell this thing to this list of photographers that I have for my photography website mm-hmm. about how to grow their photography business. It's gonna crush, right? It worked before. And then it sold ninety dollars right. out of a you know, like, oh, that was all. And I don't you I can share that again because it, it's an important point of like, oh, it worked once, it didn't work here. Right. Not everything works at the same time, like or the same different audiences, etc. That's valuable, but again, it doesn't hurt me financially versus if I launch to crickets mm-hmm. in SEO for the rest of us and then immediately turn around and tell everybody. Hey guys, I did a launch that went terrible, and I have no money,
0: and I'm <laughs> right. still a teacher. Like, yeah. oh, but even all right. teachers can fail sometimes. Like, you know what I mean?
1: You you absolutely can. I just think like, should I spend that time sharing that lesson, reopening those wounds publicly for everybody, or should I get back to work and figure out what went wrong, try it again? Both. Spend my time doing that.
0: I say both, but look, uh, I know we don't have much time. And I think we can conclude this by saying that I'm right, you're wrong and uh move on. is that is that fair? I win We did it did I win. Thank it? you everybody. I won. <laughs> it's my show. I could do what I want. no, I I appreciate you because I honestly, like I saw that tweet um, and I was just kind of like, I didn't I didn't i I was so shocked that, um, I was just shocked that that was like a a, a debate to have. I kind of always thought there was like all, there's nothing, there's nothing a con about it. But even Mm -hmm. me, when I think back to this, the beginning of money lab, yeah, the con that I saw was that everyone was sharing constant wins and no one was just saying that sucked. I did this thing. It sucked. I'm not going to try to do it differently. I didn't learn a valuable lesson. I just learned I'm not doing that anymore. Um, so, uh, I appreciate you coming on, but I do if you if you if you can, if you could stick around for like a second, maybe do some Q&A? If anybody has hey, any man. questions? Yeah, um, I'd love to.
1: Uh question 1, why are our beards so great? Yeah. I don't know. You can't you can't teach it.
0: You can't. Uh you know what it is? Bull semen. I drink a lot of it and <laughs> it just creates a very luscious uh environment for me.
1: Oh goodness! And then the other question that I saw was, "What's with the, what's with the jackets?" Um, if if you're late, I'm sure it'll, we'll 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 play the we'll play the news here in a second. But
0: yeah, I'm just gonna uh, pull up some. Do it. Yeah. Oh come on. So what's with double. the ja- Yeah. What's with the jackets? Uh, yeah, I, I did a news thing. It was kind of a. I was just doing a bit. It was um, nice.
1: I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm still having fun. Yeah. the The other question uh, I want to jump back to about like the income school method because I, I I really struggle with some of the stuff
0: trying that to they find share. that. Uh, in, so somebody mentioned income school.
1: Yeah, it was the comment before this, but I could be wrong that you had up there before Robert. Oh, um, that was
0: a, yeah, that was from another one. <laughs> Sorry, that all right, was from
1: all right. another. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but the.
0: Yeah, let's see. Any any other questions? Um, so yeah, it, it, I mean, Doug's just basically. So I want to bring up Doug's thing. So Doug said he had some some of his sites hit with negative SEO and copycats, also shitty. So if you're selling tools and themes, etc., and the success of the site doesn't matter. So I think like yes. Um. I so I get I get that I get not wanting to share that you know for obvious reasons um, for me i just never I, I just i don't know i just thought again it's one of those things that i've decided in my head was a way for me to feel like a real person on the internet you know it was just like it 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 was my way of saying that like look i have a site it 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 works and uh you can look at it and if you want to like try to make us put another pool side, like I'm not going to stop you. Um, I don't, you know. I think there's, I, th- I, and also I think too, as a, per- I'm not a competitive person. You know, you did what jujitsu? Like that's, yeah, right. That's, that's a very competitive sport, no?
1: Yeah, I'm very competitive.
0: Okay, so maybe not, like, do you think competitive? I'm, wait, wait. Do you think competitive people have a tough time sharing losses?
1: Oof. Um no uh depends on how they're competitive so i'm i'm not competitive in the kind of way of like i'm gonna like do a a challenge my children to a foot race and like shove them on the ground if they're winning Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not that level of competitive i'm competitive in that like especially doing jujitsu and everything like that where it is a a solo competition but it is a team sport you need a whole like team to get you ready for that uh i want to lose as much as possible, and I, I want to share all my secrets and all my losses with my team, so that when we go into a competition, we all collectively win. Yeah. Um. I love sharing stuff with you here yeah. in my community. Um. Maybe because I am so competitive, I don't want to share all of the downside publicly.
0: That's fair. Because that I don't. You. You know what I mean. Um. So Jay. Jay has. Speaking of income school. That's where it makes sense, though, right? Those guys build in public and then sell a course showing you how to be successful like them.
1: Yeah, but half of the stuff they show, like they're like, "Look, our traffic is up," but if you look at the analytics, it literally says all users and not organic traffic. And I'm like, I so, ah, did it though? Did it go up? I don't know because that's, I well, don't. And a lot yeah. of it, like it's just, it's hokey, like look, we built this thing without backlinks and they don't matter. Like, it's just a lot of like clickbaity kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it. But again, like, and they're like, look at all the money we make. And if you look at it, most of the money comes from income school. And that was kind of like what I was talking about earlier where it's right. like, well, 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 you know, that would be like if, if 80% of your revenue came from money lab and you right. were like constantly touting how much money you made. And it's yeah. like, mm, that feels wrong. So I don't know, not my vibe.
0: Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I, I mean, most, again, this was, this goes back to like why I started money. Lab is I saw a lot of people showing the work and, and telling us like giving advice, saying like, mm-hmm. this is how you build SEO. This is how you, whatever. And I'm like, well, the only thing you've ever really done from what I can tell is either like small little things or, you know. Or, or your main source of revenue being that, like you're teaching us how to do this, right? And yeah. so it's like you have
1: four blogs that make a thousand dollars a month each, and then you also have a blog where you teach me how to make money that makes yeah. four hundred thousand dollars a month, and it's like, well...
0: Yeah, and I, I always yeah. felt different, and I always felt like, again, like Money Lab is more of the place where I don't. It's not a, it's not my main business, but it's where I like to spend the most of my time because I mm-hmm. enjoy. That talking about this, like I'm a nerd about it, so it's like, and I also have like my, I have sources or, or I have like uh uh assets that I can point to and see and go, look, this worked for me in this particular industry. Yeah. I'm not saying, and I and everything that I teach on on Money Lab because I don't teach, I just show, and I'm yeah. I, and I try so hard not to say, I think you should. Because I don't think you should do any – I think you should do whatever you want to do, and you can see my processes for doing those things and then you know, use them in your own, in your own way. Um, mm-hmm. Mason asks, uh, did, I don't know if you caught uh, the last episode, and it was two hours. Yeah. I know it's not much, but maybe if you fast forward to the end, do you agree with Michelle and I's rankings from last week on our SEO trends?
1: No, I was screaming. I was screaming while you guys were ranking. When you guys are like, no, no link building, no links. They don't matter, they'll just magically appear and nothing, they're just, everything's fine. right for your audience. Don't, you know, the one here, let me give you the big one I disagree with. Okay. I think if you don't wanna do any active link building, Mm -hmm. fine, get it, most outreach sucks, don't do it. However, uh, I believe in like relationship building. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably how you're going to get a bajillion links around homebrewing stuff. Cause you're going to build a brand and people are going to love Matt and you're going to go on a podcast and then everybody in the homebrewing space is going to link to you. Cause they love you. Mm. It's not link building. It's just relationship building. You're right. You're you. Yes. I love that stuff. I don't believe in the spammy outreachy crap where it's like, we're going to send out 10,000 emails and get yeah. X number. Like, I don't like that. However, one of the things Michelle said that I disagree with when she's like, right for your audience not for journalists, not for people who could okay. link to you. I think I have, I'm literally this, I'm not promoing my crap here. It's not sure. the place, but like, you can. I have a course coming out about link building without doing any outreach, which is just what are the kinds of assets people like to link to? People will link to your guides and your mm-hmm. informative content and everything like that. But there's maybe five or six other pieces of content I think every website should have. Because ha- a good number of the people googling this are literally just looking for something to link to, in an article they're writing about that topic. Yeah. Why not be there? Why not get links for free? It's five I or think- six articles. Just get them.
0: Yeah. So I've I I I try to mix both. Um, mm-hmm. So I I don't. I am seeing so like just as an, a weird example right now. Like I am seeing such a massive explosion, and I shouldn't say that because that's such an exaggeration. Uh, I am seeing uh, natural growth on Brew Cabin's YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. It's weird. Like I, I published a video in early January, and it had a big spike, and then it came back, came down, and now all of a sudden it's like really kind of going up. And I haven't done anything. And I was, I'm looking like, I don't, you know, the top source is browser trend or browser features or whatever. So like it's YouTube recommending my stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like the way that I looked at the way that I'm looking at brew cabin's YouTube channel specifically, and the way that I plan to sort of revamp a lot of what brew cabin is and same with money lab, it's like money lab has an, has a very good backlink profile because it's not that I'm trying to go after journal. There's no journalist that's linking to my things, but there's, but because like, if it, if I put all of my work and effort into creating something that is just the best of it, as best I can make it for that, you know, because whenever I go into whenever I go to create content, I have this weird thought of I'm going to blow that person's mind or I'm gonna um you know do something that no one's ever done before. Like I try to think of it in a very like holistically uh you know pumped up kind of way as opposed to like, I'm just going to shove as much as I can into this. Um, and usually what ends up happening from that is I end up uh, being incredibly proud of the work, which is like very rare, right? Because it's like, oh, I could just shit out a blog post, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> I could spend like two weeks on it and and really like, really like put everything I can do, like all of my talents, all of my skills, my team skills, if that's the thing, and go like no we're not just making a blog post we are making the blog post and or the article or the resource and when that happens i don't feel as bad like tweeting it i don't feel as bad emailing it you know i think what michelle and i did last week with the trend thing like i felt really proud of that episode and i was like we did something different it was it was it, it felt like We were we it was two hours, but like we I felt good about it, and I didn't mind Mm -hmm. telling people you should watch this, you should go see this because like I feel like we did a really good job sort of just discussing all of these trends and and so like I I don't know what that is or how to you can't really teach that, but like that's my process and Pete's here, I think he kind of thinks that way, right? Where it's like he's not going to just put out whatever. And I and look the same thing with Money Lab. I I'm 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 kind of thinking now it's like Money Lab Live is like cool. It can be a thing. It could grow. But what if I took a month of my time and like made a video that was like holy shit. Like mm-hmm. no one's ever done this before. And I just like tweeted it out to a few people and, and it just goes like insane. It may may could not, yeah. right? But like Yeah, a lot
1: of, there's some quote about like a lot of times luck People, what people call luck is just doing more than any other person would reasonably do, Mm. right? And I I think that's been your approach for a lot of things that I I love, is like, I'm just going to put more into this than any other, any reasonable person would. Right. Um, And I think, again, like it comes back to what we were talking about earlier of having the, having done it over time and evolved over time and having businesses that give you a financial foundation. You're like, I'm going to, Take a month and uh, make a make a video about you know with crazy hair and licking the floor. I don't know, right. but like the so for example, you did uh, you did one of the things I recommend, which is have an article or have something about trends. People love to link they Google trends, uh, SEO mm. trends, SEO stati- I call it um, authority on autopilot, ranking for statistics and trends in your industry and keeping those evergreen. How you put them together, you can do a crappy way, right? Yeah. You can be, what did I, there's a blog on Unbounce. If you look, they, they have some sort of blog about something statistics. Literally, Matt, no links. They just have a list of like 50 statistics. And then at the bottom, they have pasted the URLs they got them from, but they're not linked. It's just literally just the Ooh. URLs in. They, like they went up, but imagine how that feels being that person that has to make that. Ew. Yeah. Like they feel bad. We all feel bad. Right. I feel gross just reading it. Right. Just close. Gross. Or we do something super fun where I'm going to make the thumbnail graphic live on the thing with a guest. And this is how we do trends here. Is yeah. I talk to an expert and we both come up with what we think the trends are. Wonderful. You still, we got to the same place. You have a highly linkable asset that people are Googling and they want to link to, and it's great. You just got there in a way that is super fun and unique. I think you can do all of those things. I don't think it has to be binary.
0: No. Um, and I think that's a good way to end it. I think like, uh, I don't want to, again, I don't want to keep you. I know you got things to do. I'm trying to keep these things short, but obviously we could talk for three more hours. Um, so obviously you'll come back on, right?
1: Only if we're doing jackets, jackets and beards.
0: All right. Jackets and beards. I mean, the beard's not going show. away. No uh, one wants to sh- I freaked out. Ooh, no one wants to see a clean shaven mat. That's a bad. That's a bad look. That's a weird look. I did it once for a Halloween costume and no one knew who I was when I walked in. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's bad. We will.
1: We'll, we're going to have to make a bet.
0: Cool. Um, Brandon Hufford. SEO for the rest of us.org. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thanks so much. Money Lab Live,
0: matching Live. Um, I'm just gonna have to go ahead and say, cause I didn't do this in the middle of my whole thing. I have a product called Money Lab Pro. You can find it at moneylab.co slash pro. All the behind the scenes, all of my courses, my WordPress theme, a community of people that do what we do. It's all there for you. Again, moneylab.co slash pro. Thank you so much for joining us.